I know we haven't hit winter and the time change quite yet, but I think I like going to church at night better than in the morning. Um, and there's something to be said, at least on this evening, leaving here during the Vesper light or as light is turning into darkness. Um, if we only associate church with light, we, we make a grave, grave mistake. In my last parish, I've learned so much just from what all of you in the pews tell me down through the years. In my last parish, with this really wise lay leader, she was on the search committee who called me, and they were sort of weeding through people or weeding out people and getting down to whoever they were gonna pick. And um, she had this phrase during the search process that she would come back to, and then I served there for about seven years, and every now and then she would remind me of it. And the phrase was this, she's a psychotherapist, The greater the light, the darker the shadow. And every now and then we'd have just some great success in the parish that I was proud of, aware that with God's help we had done something good and she would whisper that. The greater the light, the darker the shadow. It was really annoying and frightening. I wish that James and John had her as their therapist in this gospel reading. What they do is they pair off from the 12 and they go secretly to Christ and just simply say, we've got one request. We want to um, sit on your right hand and your right hand, your right hand and your left hand in glory. And Jesus says something, you know, to the effect of that's not mine to grant and, and, and so on and so forth. And then later on in the story, the, the 10, the rest of the 12, are, are very upset with them when they discover what James and John had done. It seems fairly clear how that they're um, imagining, envisioning um, the, the concept they've got in mind as they approach Jesus, paired off on the side. And, and it's this, they really see um, that whatever Christ is giving them, it is a zero-sum game. And the more one or two or a few get, the less others have. And when you see life, whether life as, as an economy or the kingdom of heaven or God, or love, or you name it, when you see it as a zero-sum game, what that means is we're all in competition. And the more I get, the less you have. The more you get, the less that I have. And Jesus just sees through all of that and calls it for what it, what it is and turns things upside down. And that's when he launches into that comparison with the Gentiles who have this, this hierarchical view of power and lording it over them. And Jesus' point from the beginning to end, and we see this throughout his life, is the life that he is offering us is not one of of hierarchy or power, but rather one of, of sacrifice and communion and friendship, love and trust. We're not in a zero sum game, and no one has to get more of God than anyone else. When it comes to God, God, it's just so important how we envision who God is and to constantly check what our picture for God is. 
And the picture that we need to just let go of, and you can never let go of it once and for all, but just gradually, year by year, you have to let go of it, is that any one person, any one church, any one religion, any one thing is closer physically to God. You have to do away over time with that conceiving of God as a kind of spatial relationship that there's one place or one way of getting closer to God, that zero-sum game. But we do need something. And it's not, as I thought about it throughout the week, physical closeness to God. This is not about proximity. There's nowhere you can go to be away from God There's nowhere you can go to get closer to God. That's that beautiful theme in Psalm 139. Where can I go to flee from your presence? Nowhere. But if it's not about proximity, what is it about? And this is what I think it's about. I think it's about awareness. That no one person, no one church, no one religion is is any closer to God than, than anybody else or any other thing. But there are times in our life when we're more aware. And that's what we need to pray for. Not competition, not to be closer than someone else, but just to be as aware as we can. And the real grace is that as we become more aware of God or Christ or the Spirit, as we really become more aware of grace, we simultaneously want others to become more aware too. For what we are given, everyone else is given as well. There's a bishop in Alabama whom I love very much who has quite a way with stories and proverbs. And he puts it this way, if you'll forgive some Alabama speak. He was taught once at a low moment, someone turned to him and said, you ain't no better than nobody else. And he puffed up a bit, and then the person said to him, but you ain't no better than nobody either. (laughs) And that seems to be what it's all about, just becoming aware of how much God loves you and simultaneously how much God loves everyone. That's the paradox. So in this night, may we pray, not for more light, but for more awareness. Amen.